Go my away. family, they made a, they said it's a cottage pie, not a shepherd's pie. It's a cottage pie. And I said, does it have celery in it? Because I have to ask that for my family because they all hate me and put celery in things even when they know I hate it. And they said, no. And I said, okay. And then they made it. And then I was having it the next day. And I tasted something and I was like, ooh, what's this? And I said, did you guys put celery salt in it? And my sister said, no. And I said, okay. And then I continued on. And then the next day, my dad was like, I felt really bad. Um, we put celery root in it. But you didn't <laughs> ask about that. And they keep saying that they feel bad about it. And part of me feels bad that they feel bad. But I also want to be like, you all know how much I hate like, celery. Why? And how much I have hated it from the day I was born. And you still were like, haha, let's pull a fast one over on Kristen. And so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna forgive them. Ever. At any point. Up David. This is episode 18, Mean Girls. Mean Girls is a 2014 comedy film. It was written by Tina Fey and produced by the Saturday Night Live creator Lauren Michaels. It stars Lindsay Lohan, Rachel McAdams, Tim Meadows, Amy Poehler, and of course Tina Fey. Rachel McAdams is apparently not who I thought she was. <laughs> who did you think Rachel McAdams was? So doing some research, I think I confused her with a combination of Amy Adams and Emily Blunt, Okay, she is neither of those people. No, she is not. I don't know how... Amy Adams, they have a similar name. They're not similar people. That's not going to work for Emily Blunt. I'm confused about how Emily Blunt and Rachel McAdams got confused. Did you ever see that video of the guy showing... showing, No, it was a girl showing this guy pictures of Julia Roberts, Sandra Bullock, and someone else. And I don't know, the person thought that they were all the same person. Was and it? so at some point it was nine pictures of Julia Roberts and it was like, identify these people. And he said like the three different ones. And she's like, that's all Julia Roberts. <laughs> I would, did not know. I would do that. Like, it, it wouldn't be close. Like I'm pretty sure. I, I would, I've definitely seen pictures of like the same person side by side before and thought they were totally different people. Just, that's crazy. It's, not, it's not good. It's not great. I did recognize a lot of the names from Saturday Night Live, though, like Tim Meadows and Amy Poehler, and like I knew, I knew those people had something to do with Saturday Night Live. Was he on SNL? Because I knew him a long time ago I from think. the Even Stevens movie when I was younger. Okay. Yeah, I think he was a long time ago. Okay. But yeah, so I did. I do get a point for that. Maybe. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm sitting over Emily Blunt. The names are just so different. And you lose look a so point different. for confusing <laughs> Rachel McAdams with Emily Blunt. So I was like, Rachel McAdams, I've heard that name before. Was she the person from Sicario? That's Emily Blunt. Yes. <laughs> Who doesn't look anything like Rachel McAdams. Did you see Edge of Tomorrow? I did. That's Emily Blunt. Yeah. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. 
Mean Girls. It's based on the self-help book Queen Bees and Wannabes by Rosalind Wiseman, as well as Tina Fey's own experiences as a high schooler. The film opened at number one at the box office and has gone on to become a cult classic, which is something I want to talk about in a little bit. In case it's been a while since you've seen it, Mean Girls is the story of Katie Heron, a high school student who spent her entire life homeschooled while her zoologist parents did research in Africa. The family has just moved to Evanston, Illinois, which is about an hour from where Catching Up David is recorded. Woo-hoo! Woo! <laughs> Yay! Proximity! And uh, they've enrolled Katie in public school so she can become, quote, socialized. After initially struggling to make friends, Katie meets Janice and Ian, who break... No, that's not his name. It's Janice Ian. <laughs> yeah. Damien. Damien. So, like, the last half of his name was correct. Yeah. But Don't her, give her him name, that. Her name is Janice Ian, though, right? Yeah, that's yeah, right. That's why... You had that part, right? Yeah. All right. So Janice and Damien, who break down all of the school's cliques for her, including the Plastics, a group of three popular and yet very mean girls, led by Regina George. Regina sees something in Katie and invites her to have lunch with the Plastics. And Janice and Damien, who hate the Plastics, see this as the perfect opportunity to infiltrate their clique and let the whole world know just how horrible they are. Also, Katie falls for Regina's ex-boyfriend, who seems like a pretty good guy, despite him dating mean girls. Mean girls. Seeing it for the first time, this is a movie that has... People have sort of talked about it around me forever, so I had a little bit of an idea of what to expect. I knew that on Wednesdays, we wear pink, and that Regina George is the name of the head mean girl, and some other assorted, like, plot knowledge going into it. I didn't realize she gets hit by a bus... But yeah, that happens. And gets hit by a bus. Gets hit by a bus. Yeah. I hear Katie pushed her. That's what I hear. I also knew of its cult classic status, if for no other reason than Hallie once led an entire trivia night based around Mean Girls. I sure did. So I Hallie... competed in said trivia night. Did you win? I can't remember. No. Good. <laughs> and much like last week when we had my first romantic drama, I'm not sure how many teen comedies I've actually seen in my life. Of course... There's Heathers, which everyone has seen. Nope. I, I have been wanting to watch Heathers only because you have watched Heathers <laughs> the other day. Like, last weekend, not the weekend we just had, but the weekend before that, I woke up and was like, I'm either in the mood to watch Heathers or Paddington. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch either. <laughs> Those were the only movies I wanted to watch. They're surprisingly similar. <laughs> Overall, though, I guess I'd have to say there's probably less than a handful of teen comedies I've seen in my life. There's not many. That is a bummer. Oh. Teen comedy is like top tier genre for me. Love a good teen comedy. It's like a mid tier for me. I have I have okay. my favorites. I have watched them because I have friends who really like teen comedies, but it's not what I normally go towards. What is your top tier? I don't know. I don't make okay. sense as a person, so like I don't have. I like animated movies a lot. If it's animated, I'll probably watch it, unless it's clearly like sausage party. <laughs> or sausage party or like spies in disguise. Unless it's clearly spies one. Spies in disguise looked good. <laughs> I was gonna see it because my friend Jeff listens to another podcast that we're going to see it and talk about it because they were convinced there was some secret plot in it because the movie trailer tells you almost nothing but the movie is apparently just what it tells you it's about. 
Which is respect. A pigeon. Yeah. Yeah. Which is fine. Pigeon representation, though. Although, it's not good, because this is yet another case of a black character turning into no, an animal. No, yeah, that's not like, ideal. Gotta stop. Yeah, so, um, movies that aren't that <laughs> are <laughs> my MO. Like animation. Or, or, uh, or period pieces. Like BBC type stuff. Okay. Yeah. Ugh, the Kira Knightley Pride and Prejudice. Haven't seen that, actually. What? I like the six-hour special they did in, like... 2000? That can't be right. Okay, but watch the Kira Knightley 2004 I have, I mean, version, it's to. better. I don't think the special was in 2000. I don't know what I'm talking about. There is a six-part special that I have seen with Colin Was that the Colin one Colin Firth? Firth? Yes, and I like that one a whole lot. My sister refuses to watch it. Watches it. Watch it because for some reason she hates Colin Firth. And so <laughs> Who hates Colin Firth? Jill. <laughs> I've never heard of anyone hating Colin Firth. And now you know. It's from 1995. Okay, it was only five years old. Oh, the Prime Prejudice one was 2005, not 2004. Okay. Mm, close. close. So anyway, uh, BBC. Yeah. Except for the Kira Knightley thing. And uh, animation. That's not so relevant. So if it was like an animated we're... period piece, would you be God, like, oh yes. my God. <laughs> I would be so there for that. Yes. Yeah, like the Aristocats. I mean, we, we could call the Aristocats a period piece if we wanted to. I would say it's a period piece. But like, I want to put it in that category. An American Tale. I love an American Tale. <laughs> yes. Fifel. Fifel, that's right. Fifel Moskowitz. Moskowitz. Yeah. During uh, when we were learning about immigration and all that time period in history class, I asked my teacher if he had seen an American Tale, and he said, yes. I think he got that question a lot. <laughs> I have never seen you the should. slash A. Which one is it? An American Tale. An American Tale. There know. are many of them. Yeah, I keep seeing people who name their dogs Fifle, and I get annoyed because it's not a character I know. <laughs> I also call him Philly. He's called Philly for most of the film. Okay, I would call him Philly. Mm-hmm. Me and Phil's go way back. Mean Girls. Yeah. <laughs> So this is a question that we I used to ask in the uh, earlier episodes. But what was it like watching this again, especially knowing that I had never seen it? Delightful. Yeah, I was nervous Why? as I am frequently you when you just watch movies that I like. Rewatched it. What? Oh, I thought you were nervous to be like, oh, what if it's like not how I remember? Oh and no, like no, you just no. rewatched. I it knew for the trivia. I have seen it enough it's to know exactly movie. how it is every single time. <laughs> yeah. But I really enjoy watching it every single time, even though I know it like the back of my hand. I was just very pleased that at the end when we said scale of 1 to 10, you said 8, which is good because that is the lowest number it is allowed to Yeah, that's get. the lowest number we would accept. Okay. If it was anything lower, you probably wouldn't have had a head after. <laughs> so <laughs> You know how Kristen is with decapitation. <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it was good. I um, I liked it more than I thought I would. Just because teen movies and comedy movies individually are not things that I'm necessarily drawn to. And then like you put them together and it's like, who knows? Who knows what will happen? So, Kind of like when I was little, I didn't like tacos or salad, but I loved taco salad. <laughs> <laughs> this there is that's... your taco there salad. You go. Exactly. Weird. Yeah. I quote parts of this movie a lot to my cat. 
<laughs> just the part where uh you know they're talking to katie and they're like you know you're like really pretty and she says thanks and regina says so you agree you think you're really pretty and i do that a lot to my cats because i say that they're really cute and then they don't respond and i say so you agree you think you're really cute <laughs> that feels like baiting them leading them into a question they didn't even answer but they know it what were some of your favorite lines or are you gonna get to that so that was a thing. Because it has so many good ones. So many. Yeah, that was a thing that I'm starting to realize about myself. And it maybe speaks to like what makes a movie a cult classic. Is that I don't really remember lines from movies very well. It's just, it's not a thing that tends to stick with me. There were lines that I, I recognized because you say them all the time <laughs> when you said like i quote it all the time from my cat i just thought you were gonna say quote it all the time because that's how people are yeah. with mean girls yeah and we have definitely done it oh for sure around here because yeah like like you go glenn coco you go glenn coco you go for for you glenn coco you go glenn coco yeah. and then for gretchen wieners see glenn that's Coco's just so legend. odd because I remember movie quotes so well that the idea of someone's brain not remembering quotes, especially such iconic ones. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not very... They don't really stick in my brain in the same way. You do not have ESPN or something. I don't. You're lacking that fifth sense. Lacking that fifth sense. Yeah. But is is that part of what would make a movie or this movie specifically a cult classic is like those quotable lines. I don't think it needs to have super quotable lines to be a cult classic because I don't know, there are some movies that I think definitely are cult classics that I remember like one or two lines, but I feel like Mean Girls has minimum of 10. Yeah. So I don't think it needs it, but I think it helps lend itself because there are so many different quotes that are just funny and memorable that you can pull them out at various different times for like any situation and then it helps it live on because people are like huh that's from Mean Girls yeah I think it I think it's a sense of humor sort of thing too where like in high school I knew a lot of people whose only sense of humor was quoting lines from movies and it would be like that's fair. Like Monty Python and like the classic like mm-hmm. nerd movies, Princess Bride, things like that. And I'd be like, you know, and they'd say it and people would laugh and I'd just get really mad. I'd be like, but you didn't even, you didn't even come up with that. <laughs> That's from something everybody well, knows. I understand. But you can like time it well for a thing. But if someone constantly just does the like marriage thing, yeah. then you're like, it's not funny you're just taking a funny part and just like beating it to death yeah as somebody who communicates possibly too much in movie quotes and references yes it gets annoying i'm annoyed with myself frequently but there is there is an element of timing to it and like fitting it into a context that's the joke part like if i eating it if i i don't know because the example I came up with did not work in that it did work because I'm trying to think of one that doesn't work. I don't know. You can't just be like pulling out the like funny marriage quote if someone's like, I broke my couch today. Like that doesn't work. (laughs) But like you can do a sarcastic like four for you, Glenn Coco, because it still doesn't quite work. But (laughs) you were 
She was like, it's your taco salad. And we were like, can't go to Taco Bell with an all-carb <laughs> diet. diet. Like, that's relevant. That's building off of something. Because yeah. tacos. Because because tacos. That was our link. Tacos. You have to have a link. I know how it is because, like, there's a game that I really like where everybody says despair a lot. And um, an acquaintance of mine was like, he said despair and then, like, looked at me. And was like, why aren't you laughing? And I was like, you just said the word despair. Like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> you can't just name drop a thing that happens. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. You gotta, you gotta work you gotta, for it. You gotta work yeah. with it. I think, I think the social group I hung out with, they would just be like, that guy who does the movie quote thing. And everybody else would laugh. And it was just like, he didn't do any work. I'm sorry that guy ruined it for you. He ruined it. Kill him. <laughs> That is dead. why Pulp Fiction was ruined for me because my boyfriend yeah. at the time loved Pulp Fiction and would quote scenes from it all the goddamn time. And I was like, I get it, you like it, but you laugh at yourself every time you repeat the scene. Yeah. He liked the scene where they were in the diner talking about why pigs are dirty animals. One of them doesn't like sausage or bacon or something because pigs are dirty animals. Which I don't think is actually accurate. I think pigs... Like, I know they roll on in mud, but I think... They eat whatever. They truly do not care. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen way, Pulp Fiction. It's like good. I at this point almost don't want to. It's you like it part of we were talking at work about how there are some movies that are just so built up that when you do finally see them, you're like, this was it. Like when I finally saw Dirty Dancing, I was like, I had everyone yell at me for years about not having seen Dirty Dancing for this and it wasn't that great and I feel like I will not care about Pulp Fiction or Fight Club or any of the other big like E.T. probably won't care I haven't seen them and people are gonna yell at me for it I no E.T. scared me as a child I would scream and cry when he was on scared everybody as a child I think I sort of feel that way about Harry Potter I'm worried that I'm gonna see it and it's just gonna be like well that's why I was nervous doing Mean Girls I was like we have built up this movie a lot purely by accident because we happen to quote it and reference it all the time so hopefully we aren't that guy and that's that's over the course of like years too and that's what makes it worse because my one friend saw a rom-com that she loved and she didn't stop talking about it for like a week. And then I finally saw it. And that was only after a week of hearing about it. And I was like, it's fine. And then... That's like a normal amount of time to like find something new that you like and then obsess over it. Yeah, but that's... I don't know. It was new enough that I probably still could have been like, ooh, no, this is fun. This is new. This is cool. But this is a year's worth yeah. of yeah. it being built up. So Yeah, it's like half, half my life. That's a long time. A long time. It's a long time. What what happens if I don't like it? Off, you die. Off with my head. <laughs> off with your head. Yeah. That is literally Get your what soul will sucked out. So how close is this movie to your experience of being in high school or around girl cliques or mean girls? Well, like I said, there was a group of girls at my school in my grade who called themselves the either seven or eleven from heaven. And then at some point in high school, tried to make a Facebook burn book on Facebook. I don't know why I said Facebook twice. So there are similarities. There are always, like, the popular people. And there are nice ones. And then there are mean ones. So I feel like you can't say that they're all mean. But there are the ones who, like, it seems like no matter what they do, like, whenever they tried to sabotage Regina and it just kept working, I felt like there were a lot of people who, if anyone else... 
said that answer in class, people would have been like, you idiot. But if they said it, it's just like, haha, funny. So, I don't know. High school. Eh. I find Mean Girls to be emotionally accurate. Obviously, yeah. it's hyperbole and it's like yeah. dramatized. But I think that part of the reason it's become such a cult classic is that it's true where it needs to be. Like, I don't remember the language being as bad when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Although it was the age where, like, that was an easy way to get humor and you were growing into, like, swearing and stuff because it was a way to express your maturity. I'm doing I'm doing air quotes uh-huh. for the listeners. But the part about, like, they have rules about what clothes they can wear and I always did feel like the popular girls at school somehow had a different outfit, like, every day. But, like, that wasn't built on anything they had ever previously owned. Like, I wore tennis shoes every day because I liked tennis shoes and I had, like, a sweater that I wore throughout the week because it got cold in the school. And they would also have those things, but they would be new every day. So I was always like, why do they always look better than me? (laughs) Always and forever. Like, when when sticking your jeans in boots first became a thing, I didn't have any skinny jeans, which I now know are the kind of jeans you put in boots. So I was wondered why, when I stuffed my flare jeans into boots, it didn't look the same as, like, the popular girls. I know now that I was just dumb. But, like, it's that kind of thing that, like, festers. So I think that the part about the plastics being the plastics and having that lunch table where they all sit on one side of the table together, mm-hmm. that obviously didn't happen. Nobody sits like that, and nobody is that fabulous. But it feels like that when you are in high school. So, like... The... And there are still versions of that, too. Like, Definitely. at... at... GHS, that one like rounded part with all the windows. Yeah, that's where like the upperclassmen sit. Yeah. And so you didn't necessarily have to be cool to sit there because like I sat there when I was an upperclassman. I was not cool. But it still is like when you are a sophomore or a freshman looking at that, you're like, that's where like the older kids sit. That's where the cool kids yeah, that's sit. Where I can't go. Yes. Mm. And so there are always variants of that. And yeah, it didn't. Even if they repeated outfits, it was like, I would wear, because I had favorite shirts and obviously, so I wanted to wear them frequently, but I could wear something once every two weeks, but people would probably still recognize it. I feel like the popular kids somehow wore things once a month as if they just had like so many things. And that's like, like, I'd be like, I don't, how do you have, because even if I wanted something new, I'd be like, mom, I want... A new jacket. And she usually was fine when I wanted new clothes and agreed that I needed new things and mm-hmm. liked when I expressed an interest in having nice things. But we weren't going to go shopping all the time. We no. always waited until I needed, like, five or more things to go out. So I was like, wait, where are you getting these? They always had Hollister clothes and God. American Eagle. <laughs> it makes me so mad. Those clothes Abercrombie. Suck. Now that I'm an adult, I hate all of those brands. Yeah. They're terrible. They're, I hear American <laughs> Eagle actually has very good pants. No. I hear they have good pants. No, I have never purchased their pants because I don't want to pay $80 for jeans. But it was annoying. Like, you knew that you dressed well, air quotes, or like the popular kids, if you had the bird going across your chest from the Hollister brand. Mm -hmm. You absolutely did. It's not like on a Wednesdays we wear pink, but it's a if you have Hollister you yeah. are better. So that's like one facet of it. You'd see mm-hmm. that. And they're not necessarily being mean to you by no. wearing their Hollister pants, but it you're being mean to yourself by being like, I don't have, have the Hollister pants. pants. Mm. That kind of a thing. And then as far as like the bullying goes, I 
was never bullied, but I also was super, super oblivious in middle school and high school, so I could have been bullied and just completely ignored it slash let it bounce off because I just wasn't even aware it was happening. But, like, people would get snotty sometimes. Well, people would for sure get snotty. And there were some kids who I could tell, like, in social, social, in certain social crowds or circles probably got a lot more flack than others, but I always imagined myself as being more on the like I didn't do anything in high school I wasn't a participator and I wasn't like I didn't do sports I wasn't particularly like I was generally smart but I wasn't like one of the know-it-all kids who was raising their hands all the time like this kid in my grade who called himself Mr. History and looked real smug all the time oh wow he sucks (laughs) so there like I don't think I ever did anything that necessarily like warranted again air quotes being bullied or mocked by other people but it's also possible that i was so far out of those social circles that they definitely could have just waited until i passed in the hallway and then made some snotty comment and there always is the feeling that that's happening whether it's just i feel that way now about teenagers i walk past teenagers and i'm like please don't judge me Like this. I'm 25 and I should be self-confident and self-assured and I am not when I'm around like, teenagers. I don't have my Hollister jeans. <laughs> I'd probably wear Hollister now and they'd be like, look at this loser wearing Hollister. <laughs> and I'd be like, I'm self-conscious about it. It's a lot. But um, a thing the movie did get right is that girl world is different than boy world. Yes. Whether that's because girls are inherently different it's not is up for debate but it's not because they just said that it's not it's because of socialization and how we're taught to perceive each other but because of that girls do operate differently yeah they operate in the whole i don't have hollister genes where it almost turns you against yourself Mm. no one is actively bullying you no you're just like working yourself up yeah to believe that everybody looks down on you because your hair isn't blonde enough or you don't have the right clothes, or you're in the wrong clubs, like math club. I was listening after we watched Mean Girls last week on the way home to a song called I'd Rather Be Me from the Broadway musical Uh Mean Girls. And it's a song that I believe Janice Ian's character is supposed to be singing, but she makes a point of being like, boys get to fight, but we have to share. Talking about girls, obviously, Mm -hmm. and how like it... The way it works out, we always understand how to knock someone down with our underhand. And I feel like that's definitely like, how it is. Like, boys can just be, like, aggressive. Even just, like, verbally aggressive and it's fine. But girls do do the passive-aggressive thing of, like, I love your skirt. Vintage! And then turn around someone's like, I hate it. Even if you don't do that, it's, like, that version. A really important part of Mean Girls is when she says, so you agree, you think you're really pretty. Because Katie says thanks. Because that isn't the right answer. And that I felt very strongly as a real life experience. Because if you don't say thanks, people are just going to be like, no, you really are. But then when you do say thanks, it's like, really? And then when they're all you're looking supposed in the to mirror. Follow, yeah, the mirror yeah, yeah. thing. You're supposed to follow it up with like a, another self-deprecating thing. Even if it's a mild version. Like when she's like, I have bad breath in the morning. Like everyone has bad breath in the morning. It doesn't matter. But like... Everyone else is pointing out their things, so they turn to you and you have to do the same thing. That is a very real experience. Yeah. yeah. Very grounded in reality. For sure. So it, it captures I think it's very I think it's a very true movie. And it will it's because it is like the emotionally resonating yeah. thing. Mm-hmm. It will probably, hopefully, I mean, I haven't, like, asked my younger cousins if they've seen it. I should next time I see them. I'm going to say, have you seen Mean Girls? But 
it seems like the kind of movie that will last for, for other sure, generations. Because, yeah. I mean, even when this came out was 2003. Mm-hmm. I was eight. I was not in high school. Mm-hmm. Or I was nine. I can't math. I don't know. Whatever. I wasn't in high school, so it didn't matter. But even still, a couple years later, it was still relevant, still resonated. And I can imagine that it will just keep doing we'll that. Just keep because doing that. it's like, emotionally relevant. I don't usually, like movies in general, but especially comedies that swear a lot or rely on just like icky language. That's not really bad. Like <laughs> ugly slut. Hate it. Yeah. Hate that phrase. But Mean Girls gets a semi-pass with me because I feel like when it's using those terms, it's on the girl's side. There's something about it that makes me feel like it's using these as a hyperbole of high school language when everybody's just mean and crass all the time. But it... Or it sounds like... Fugly slut is not it's great, but also term. it's a stupid term, but it sounds like something that a high schooler would actually say in the like, context. Like, they're not saying it just to be like, ha-ha, we're using bad language. It isn't even that bad, but no. it's like, yeah, no, people say stupid things like that all the time. I had a neighbor who always said sweetness to things. So it'd be like, got a new phone, sweetness, and I hate hated it because teenagers say the stupidest things (laughs) i to this day hate when people say cool beans and my mom has picked it up out of nowhere i say cool beans i hate cool beans (laughs) i say it like all the time yeah i know i forgot that you did until now but i hate cool beans i got it from animal crossing animal crossing is above that So it just feels, at least to me, like one of those genuine. Yeah, it feels like things. it. It feels like it's there for a reason, for a purpose, and ultimately, I feel like I'm not necessarily supposed to laugh at the language itself. I'm supposed to laugh at how it's being used, yeah. mm-hmm. and at the ridiculousness of it all. Like when so the I teacher feel like... is reading it is a fugly we... slut. Yes. <laughs> so I just it feels like Mean Girls is on your side. Yeah, when you're watching it. Mean Girls gets it. Tina Fey gets, gets it. Tina gets yeah. it. She wrote the book for the musical. I know. And her husband wrote the music for the musical. Crazy. Oh, Good for Mr. Fey. I have only heard two songs from it, but I have enjoyed okay, those two songs. I'll that play was... them after this. <laughs> Great. So I wanted to talk a little bit about Katie. And I thought that one of the essays I was reading made the point that she's... As a character, they called her naive, which I don't know is, I wouldn't go that far, but that she's sort of a blank slate in a familiar setting, mm-hmm. or familiar for the audience, mm-hmm. like the suburban public high school. So we get to see the strangeness of high school through the eyes of someone that's never experienced it before. And that, you know, the only lens that she really understands it through is zoology or like animals going berserk and like attacking each other. But that the character of Katie is a really good way for the audience to get into the movie because it's almost like a a science fiction trope where you've got like the outsider who's exploring this new planet and everything is new for them just like it is for the audience but taking that and turning it on its head where we all know about high school but Katie is still showing us how weird it is because she's never experienced it before so I thought I thought that was a good point and like a cool thing about the movie yeah for sure but let's talk a little bit more about Katie. Please. Please. Oh, oh I, don't know if you had oh, like I thought a, you like had a prompt. Like, thoughts about this. I don't know. I feel like she seems relatable. 
enough and that you can sit there and be like, yeah, these girls are mean and they're horrible. Or you can think, no, they're not that bad. And then they do one thing that sort of like screws you over, I guess. And then you're not as big of a fan. But you hang out with them enough and then you just sort of start to become them. And it you can do that with good people too. It just happens. I don't know. I thought she was a good... Because you don't actively dislike her, even when she starts to, like, be mean. Mm-hmm. I understand all the choices that she makes, yeah. is the thing. Like, I understand why she stops and sits at the plastics table when they first beckon to her after that guy is like, would you like your muffin buttered? I like that scene a lot, because he looks like he expected the answer to be yes, and, like, he's crestfallen when it's no. I just like that whole dumbass. exchange. <laughs> like, when Regina just straight up asks Katie. <laughs> and, and she says... No, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you. Like, and I the guy it. looks upset, and she's like, so you can go shave right. your back Right, he looks now. upset is what gets me. Like, you really thought that would work? Come on. <laughs> go away. He's a high school boy. I know. Um, but I understand why she sits there. I understand why she goes along with, like, Janice's plan mm-hmm. to, like, hang out with them. I understand why she hates Regina. I understand why, even though she hates Regina, she still wants Regina to like her. Mm-hmm. Like... Even if I don't agree with the choice, I understand it. Yeah. Even when she's, like, really snotty with her parents and is doing the whole, like, lying to them about going to the art show but not going to the art show mm-hmm. and instead having the party mm-hmm. because she is the new Regina. queen bee. Yeah. Like, I I get it. I get why that is the choice that she made because mm-hmm. it was almost, like, the path of least resistance. Mm-hmm. And she just got stuck in a weird, a weird mental place. And, like, it sucks. Yeah. But everybody has, like, done mean things because they just lost sight of Yeah, and then important. you look back on yeah. it later and you're like, wow, that sucked. Yeah. Shouldn't have done that. And that's what she did. So, like, I don't know. Generally good, relatable story, even if that hasn't happened to you directly, you can see how it would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right. Yeah, I also, I also found myself understanding where she was coming from. Just, like the coolest people in school want you to sit with them and yeah. you when you're trying to make some friends. Yeah. So why wouldn't you? And even though she probably likes Janice and Damien just fine, she can probably tell like they're on the outs a bit more. But again, these are the popular kids. So sure, sit down, see what they want. Yeah. They invite me to go shopping? Sure, why not? I don't even know that it was necessarily an angle for popularity. I no, think I someone think just it asked was. she was afraid to say no because it's a rude thing to do. Yeah. I think... Poor Katie. And it probably is that, but I do think there probably is a little bit. Like, she first sees the plastics out and the people in gym class are literally, like, carrying Right, Regina. which is another, like, extra thing the movie does <laughs> that clearly did not happen in high school but feels like it happened in high school. Yeah. And so I think there could definitely be a part of her that, like... Even a little bit is like, oh, these are the ones people like. These are the ones who I want to like me. Yeah, she's getting socialized. Also, her name is mispronounced several times throughout the movie. I feel that. I was called Haley or Holly or Allie just all the time. Good. Hallie. Good. Once Elizabeth. That wasn't at school, though. That was at a different thing. But I had said my name, like, three times, and she was like, Elizabeth? I was like, how did you get that? No. I'm glad. So Your life was hard. I empathize with Carrie. Oh, my God. With Katie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were doing that on purpose. 
No. <laughs> I'm just bad. You've become I'm the person so tired. you hate. I've become everything that I hate the most. I don't want to talk anymore. Somebody else talk about Katie. I just like that they got someone who was 17 or 18 when she filmed this to play a high schooler. Like, you don't always have to do that. I'm not necessarily against, like, 25-year-olds playing high schoolers. Right. I watch Riverdale, and they do that Rachel all the time. Was Regina George. Right, like, that's fine. But I do appreciate when they get actual, like, high school age people to play high schoolers. Lindsay Lohan has had a rough go of it. This she is her has. best movie. It just is. Her movie. hair is fabulous in Beaver Girls. Her hair is fabulous. Just great. Lovely color. Lovely color. Good texture. Lovely Good volume. Cut. Yeah, I like the bangs. <laughs> I like when it looks these nice straight. Curls. Looks the nice layers. straight. Like it's. I really liked it at Spring Fling. Yeah. It was nice. It's infuriating, really. Yeah, that it's so beautiful. <laughs> that was the thing I was thinking about too. Was like. How much of this movie depends on Katie being really attractive? I was that was gonna be one of my questions if you didn't ask it because that one guy says like Katie Heron, yeah, she's a regulation hottie, maybe even hotter than Regina George, and it's true that it was easier for her to assimilate because she was conventionally attractive, and because high schoolers are mean and shallow. That's important in high school. Yeah, like does she even get invited to sit with the plastics if? Regina doesn't think she's pretty. Probably not. Probably not. It's I not good that, for the plastics image. I don't know that she would have if the guy hadn't stopped her about the muffin. Either. I think if she had just walked on past, they may not have That's true. noticed her. Yeah. But again, she was approached with the muffin because he wanted to she was give her the muffin. New, so they haven't they hadn't seen her. And so they didn't have time to really see her with Janice and Damien, yeah. which I think also would have been an immediate write-off. Mm-hmm. So I think it was that they hadn't seen her. She happened to be stopped in front of them because the guy was asking about the muffin, and she's pretty. So, yeah, threefold. The universe wanted them to be together. And then doesn't somebody say something about Katie? She's like she's going to be eaten alive because she's a regulation hottie or pretty or something like that. I do not recall. Damien said something like that. I think Damien says something to that effect on the first or second day. Yeah. Of school. When they when they're ditching class to go to the back building. Yeah, that burned down in like nineteen eighty nine or something. Yeah. Eighty six. Eighty seven. Yeah, something like that. So I think it's. It would be a different movie if the point was that she wasn't conventionally attractive. Mm-hmm. The point of it is that high school is hard and girl world is mean. And they could have done a different angle with that with a different actress slash yeah. a different... But, like, the focal points would have been so different, too. It wouldn't have been more of a general don't be mean to people. Like, I really like when she is at the math competition and she has that little, like... Mary, whatever, from yeah. the other school has lip gloss on her teeth. But that's not going to stop her from beating me in this contest. Because, yeah. like... I think at some point we all hopefully have those moments where you realize you're making a snap judgment of mm-hmm. someone, being like, oh, dress that way? That's rough. Mm-hmm. And then you realize, like, wow, that's a dick thing to say. It does not matter. So I think it's just a good moment. And I like it. All you can do is solve the problem in front of you. Unless Aaron Samuels' head is in the way. I don't think he's that attractive. I disagree. I know. Everybody disagrees. Yeah. I know I'm in the minority here, but <laughs> yes, I you are. do not find Aaron Samuels dreamy. 
Yeah, but I, you also, you just don't make sense. Okay, I get, I had that's her, what I said earlier. <laughs> I don't make sense as a person. Yeah, no, <laughs> we were we like, what do you movies? like? I, was I like, had her make a list of songs. I haven't listened to them yet. <laughs> because anytime I recommend a song, she doesn't like it. And then, like, in the two times she was in my car and I happened to be, happened to be playing, like, One Direction, she said she liked my least favorite One Direction song. <laughs> and then, not my least favorite Taylor Swift song, but a song that is not widely received as being a fan favorite. And I'm like, I don't get it. So I had her made it, make a list, and I'm going to try to figure out a song that she might like. But there also, when we were talking about types, there was the time when you listed like three different celebrities that you were attracted to, and they had no similar qualities whatsoever. I, 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 and it doesn't make sense. I'm like a lava lamp that's seven different colors. I don't know. I don't make any sense as a person. Which, like, fine. But yeah, I, I do my life the way that I want to. I said Adam Brody was hot, and then three different people were like, that is on brand for you. And I'm like, okay. So you don't agree, <laughs> is what you're saying. I texted it to both Emily and Carrie, and I was like, Adam Brody's attractiveness is underappreciated. And Emily said, absolutely it is. And Carrie said, is it? <laughs> and that's it. What? But what also, is Aaron Samuels. How do you not think he's attractive? I'm just not into it. He's got nice eyes and strong eyebrows. They're, they're fine. Okay. They're they're fine. Um, but another thing too is how like arbitrary attractiveness really is. That's Adam Brody. Have you heard of the show The OC? Yes. He was Seth. Wait, I want to see. Except it's annoying because Seth, oh, he's everyone. Cute. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Everyone was like, oh, I love Seth. But the problem is, it's a show that took place in the early 2000s. And so, like, cute, nerdy teen boy then is super annoying now because he just keeps making so many judgmental uh. comments. And I was like, ah. I think back in the day, if I had seen it, I would have been like, I agree. I also love Seth. And now I'm like, I can't. No, this kid sucks. <laughs> can't do it. No. Anyway, Aaron Samuels, you were saying something. Um, even in the movie, uh, attractiveness is arbitrary. Like, um, when they're all talking. On the, I love the three-way slash four-way calls. Yeah. I just think those are, like, fun, well-done scenes. Mm-hmm. When Katie calls Regina and is like, Gretchen thinks that you're mad at her for the, for the Spring Fling Queen nomination. She's mm-hmm. like... Gretchen's not pretty. I know it's mean, but she's just not. I was like, she's right? so pretty. Look at her hair. It's beautiful. Like it's so big. It's full of secrets. secrets. Like she's so pretty. Like it should be Carrot. And I was like, if we're gonna do the really base judgment here, I would choose Gretchen over Karen. Right? Like it because right. it is just one of those objective things. You mm-hmm. sit there and you form your own opinion, whether you're yeah. like, no, Gretchen's prettier, or you're like, yeah, Regina's right. Karen's prettier. Like you just, it's it's hard to say everyone's different it's hard to say it's hard to say hard to say hard to hard say. to say oh so janice yes janice a mean girl too yeah are all the girls in the movie mean girls everybody's yeah. mean to some extent yeah yeah <laughs> okay. they all, the thing is it's i don't think other people are necessarily they don't have a whole burn book Full of people. They're not like keeping all their mean comments together to go back and flip through right. and look at things. Mm-hmm. But 
again, people make the snap comments or snap judgments and comments in high school all the time. Mm -hmm. And it can also be the same thing, too, where, like, maybe you are just frustrated that you don't have the Hollister clothes like the popular girl. And so then they do something that isn't even... It's not like it isn't funny, but everyone laughs at it. And then you think it's not even that funny. Like, they're not that smart. Or something like... Like, everyone makes a mean comment, even internally. What does it say about me? You're not in it. Those bitches. That's one of my favorite lines. I don't like the word bitch, but I really like it. And the way her eyes, like, get bigger (laughs) and she turns her head. Um, I love Janice. She's straightforward about it, but she also... At least Regina and I know that we're mean. Yeah. That's it. There we go. This movie just explains itself because you can just quote people saying how they feel about things. And not everyone is mean. There are some genuinely nice people, but... The background characters are pretty nice. Yeah. Like, the thing about Janice is that Regina had it coming. She had Regina all of it coming. coming. She absolutely deserves it. Does that mean that you should Raise do your hand things? if you've been personally victimized <laughs> by Regina George. George. Like, she had it coming. Yeah. So I'm on Janice's side with, like, this will be fun. Knock her down a peg. Of course it yeah. goes a little bit far. But they also like, show... The Calteen bars are probably taking yeah, it. That because was that's so physically rude. altering a person. Yeah. It's kind of funny and like because i'm watching a movie i'm like aha because i really like when the boyfriend is like we have to eat those and move up and wait class and her scream is just guttural and perfect but it is a very mean thing to do although i think the meanest thing that always makes me really really sad when i watch it is when that girl is with jason at the mall Mm -hmm. and then they call her mom and are like it's planned parenthood with your test results and then later they hover on the girl and she's like mom what's wrong it just just makes me really sad so i'm glad the movie hovers for a moment on katie Mm -hmm. looking at it trying to make sense of all of it because that gives it the right weight that's that's the one like really mean thing that i'm just like well i think they just make a good point of like yes obviously regina had this coming and she was super mean to a lot of people but they even show within the different friend groups like yeah we just think that you've been acting different ever since you did this and they agree like everyone everyone's got their problems yeah yeah Yeah. so people aren't like regina george mean but yeah you have miscommunications you have problems you end up venting about a problem and then it turns into talking about a person behind their back. You have a bad day so you just so you just you just snap at somebody without yeah. really meaning to that kind of thing. Like I think going out of your way to be like I love your skirt and then I hate it. Yeah. A second later is like that's, that's rude. just that's just mean. Like you have you have to put in extra effort to do that. Right. Come on, what are you doing? Yeah. Also, yeah. I just I feel like I couldn't lie about if I liked a person's skirt or not. So usually if I'm giving someone a compliment, it's because I actually like the thing. I don't thing. like to talk to other people enough to go out of my way to do it only to then right. diss them behind their back because what do I gain from that? Like when Aaron Samuel was, is like, that burn book was made by a whole bunch of girls who are bored with their, bored with their own lives. He wasn't wrong. No, he was right. And I think a lot of like the people who I thought were genuinely mean in high school and bordered on the kind of bullying that you see in mean girls were bored with their own lives slash felt like they needed to like kick someone down to feel good about themselves. Yeah. yeah. So I think it definitely factors in to that. Speaking of people who got kicked down a peg. Yeah. Miss Norbury. Miss Norbury. <laughs> She's great. She's great. She just can't catch a break though. She, she cannot. Can't. Divorced. She's got to work a second job as a bartender. She's accused of being a drug dealer and has her house searched. 
but she also does seem to really care about her students and pushes them to be their best like Katie with the math thing and also make them care about one another at the assembly and yeah get them all together she's a good teacher and I like her yeah. Yeah. That's I'm a, she's not I'm on the side of Miss Doyle. She doesn't yeah. do anything that upsets me at any no. point. She doesn't have a big enough role for me to speak extensively think, about her per se, but I think she does a good job at dealing with the situation in she, a good enough way. She's one of those within the movie, she's one of those adults who doesn't try too hard to connect with the kids mm-hmm. and just can because she kinda knows about the age group. Like when Katie fails the test the first time and she's like Katie, you don't have to, like, dumb yourself down for a cute boy. Like, she knows what Without going on. Katie saying Whether anything. it's really her place to say it is another question. Like, I think she maybe crosses a boundary there. And when Katie is going to go home after the mathletes competition, and she's like, you're already out. But it's also a movie where those things need to happen and be said. Yeah. And yeah. Miss Norberry is the right character to do it. So I can give that a pass. I like her. Mm-hmm. She's yeah, a good solid vote. I, she ends up with the principal, right? That's pretty canon like, like they don't show them dating yeah. but I've always assumed they just ended up together because I really like the principal too yeah oh hell no I did not leave the, the south, south side for this, this. <laughs> the two were seen canoodling I like that he somehow got the gossip about Aaron and Regina being back together yeah and used the word canoodling that's a lovely word that's a fun one I just I like him and yeah they were dancing together at the spring yeah, yeah they get together they're gonna make each other happy I ship it I could not be happier this year is ending. <laughs> I like when everyone like claps and is like, that's enough. <laughs> really, most people just take the crown and go. See, now we're just doing the thing where you just, just quote doing, a movie every time. The but they have so many but, like, good parts. <laughs> and those were all like tangential to, to, the, to the quality of the person that we're talking about. Yeah. Like, I think the quotables are just so good in this movie because they do so much to shed light on the character who is yeah. saying them. Yeah. And, like, the general vibe of the movie. Another one that I say frequently, just, like, when people, usually to my sister, because no one else is around me often enough, lucky them, but I, if something upsets me, I'll be like, I don't think my father, the inventor of <laughs> Toaster Strudel, would be too pleased to hear about this. They just have so many ridiculous things. It's so fun. Yeah. Just wait. You're going to start. Yeah, you're going to start. I'll, I'll try and work a Mean Girls quote into every episode. Yes. Please do. From now on. It's not going to go very well. <laughs> but I'm going to try. I'm going to do it. I just have a bunch of other random things. Like Fire Regina's mom. Uh, do you know other moms like that? No. <laughs> No, but... I, I can't talk to my best friend because I was preparing for this because she also big Mean Girls yeah. fan. How can you not and be? she was like, I know so many moms. Like, like not quite... I mean, she's obviously, obviously over yeah. there. But, like, the cool mom that... Who try to... Try to, like, you know... Be your friend instead I'd, of just a, a nearby friendly adult. No, I wasn't friends with anyone who had a mom like that. Yeah. But I remember I sat in front of a girl in my math class who said that she got into a big screaming match with her mom over something. And I remember hearing that and thinking that it sounded like Regina George and her mom. So that's the closest I ever came. I mean, to to be fair, though, her mom makes some good points. She was like, she wasn't serving them alcohol. But then she's like, but if you're going to do it, I'd rather you do it in the house. 
Gina was hooking up with, God, what's that guy's name? Shane. Shane, Shane Ullman. Shane Ullman. And she's like, need anything? Some snacks? A condom? God. She's there. God love Safe it. Safe sex. Yeah. No, she's like supportive yeah. of her daughter's burgeoning independence. It, she Perhaps isn't necessarily a great example. No. But she could be worse. She is, she is genuinely supportive, and she does seem genuinely loving. Yeah. I think she asks Regina how her day was. Yeah. Even though she's asking for the gossip, but she's like keeping up with her kids. And like she doesn't seem like Regina's clearly like, Mom, go fix your hair or something. And she's like, Ugh, you girls keep me young. Like, I think maybe the joke is that she doesn't realize that she's being kicked out. But even if she did, I think she'd be like, You girls, have fun. I get it. I'm a mom, even though she's trying to be the cool mom. So, like, neutral on her. Neutral. You know, like she's fine. Yeah. I don't like the boob job jokes very no. much. That is the that's that's a point against her in why I'm probably neutral. But like they're fine. Mostly the dumb I mean, part always freaks me. The out. dog part just freaks me. I don't like it. I don't yeah. like it at all. The what part? The dog part. Oh yeah. Yeah, don't like yeah. that. Mm, yeah. Aside from that, I'm like people get <laughs> boob jobs. Sure, fine. Do you do you? But I don't like that part. Because it doesn't need to be in there, and it's weird. Yeah. It's uncomfortable. What else? The plastics reminded me of the witches from Hocus Pocus. (laughs) (laughs) That's reasonable. I get it. You're like, you got like a leader. You got two hangers on. One of them's kind of stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Hocus Pocus. Hocus Pocus. Tying it all together. Bringing it back. Yeah. Thematically strong female trio. Yeah. I was also... All right. This was just like the minorist point, but... Why would anybody suspect Katie of creating the burn book? She's been there for like two months. You know, it's true. But also, having been in high school, adults dealing with high school issues are dumb. Like, I'm trying to phase words like dumb, stupid, crazy out of my language, but they're just, they're just bad. They are just bad yes. at dealing with that kind of a thing. Also, that principal has no idea what he's doing. Yeah. I love him. He doesn't know. But also, you could argue, because I remember thinking that, like, she has hardly been there she doesn't know this but then you could argue that she heard all this gossip and it's just like and she's hanging out with the plastics who are not nice girls and why not make a book of all the rumors you hear and just keep track of everyone like your own personal yearbook but for snarky comments i can see that it also is a way to remember everybody yeah yeah tran pack made out with coach Carr. As did the other one. As did the I can't one. remember. Sun Chin? Chin? I swear Sun is part of her name. There were two of them. Because um, I remember she was wearing yellow and I was like, yeah. like the sun. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised the principal didn't just question Regina. Sun! Haha. Train Park. Wait, Park? No, it is Pack. Train Pack. Like, I just. I felt like that was a really common course of action. Like, somebody reports it, and you just call in everybody else who may be involved and mm-hmm. wave around a couple of times and yell, like, I'm not messing around. This is a very mean thing to do. Like, but he clearly, like, I don't know if Regina hadn't done her whole flyer thing after their meeting. I do not know how that meeting with uh, the principal would have ended. Like, I don't know what kind of disciplinary action. I assume call parents. May, but, probably call parents, but even then, because none of the girls are fessing up to it, and Regina didn't explicitly state. She said that there were only three girls in the whole school who weren't in it, mm-hmm. but she didn't say that they wrote it, because obviously that would admit that she saw them doing it. So, like, there's nothing that they could, like, really 
do. If it, it, I think it would have fizzled out. Because, it would have fizzled yeah, out. There's no way. And just like, as an adult who is now not on the other side because I don't work in a school, but who is not high school age anymore, I don't know how I would deal with it either. I am I now one of the people who doesn't know how to do it. I acknowledge it. Like, I don't know. I'm too far out of the sphere. I would be the kid who's on the phone like, Mom, can you come pick me up? <laughs> That's still me. <laughs> so. Yeah. How did you feel about Aaron Samuels? I always wonder because I feel like Aside from Hallie, most girls like really like Aaron Samuels, and I think yeah, generally he's a likable guy. But he's that fine. also is like a guy created with the intent for girls to like him. Right. How do you, a guy, feel about the guy character? He seemed kind of blank to me. Like other than being attractive, like I wasn't really sure what his deal. And, that's and like that's sort of, I sort of got that from Katie too. Like she just he turns around and she's just like, oh my god, <laughs> but like. <laughs> There wasn't any, it wasn't any like emotional or like, oh, he's really good at X or, you know, it was just like, he's really pretty. No, it's fair. It definitely started out super shallow. Yeah. I think as she talked to him more in math, she probably had more of a legitimate crush on him, but he definitely starts out as more like eye candy. Like for me, I don't know the camera develops a strong enough personality for me to have a like a gung-ho crush on him but he's nice and I can see why Katie is attracted to him especially because high school crushes are often pretty surface level yeah and you live for the moments where someone turns around and says like, yeah. can I borrow your pencil and you're like yes you absolutely can <laughs> they're fun but I like it because I still like when he says that Regina can be she can have her moments but she still has like nice parts of her I still am like okay but you know that you are active you are with someone who is actively mean right yeah and he seems like such a nice person that there has to be a part of him that realizes that there's a disconnect and this should not be happening but generally he's a nice person and I do like that he does try to be like no she has good moments not everyone's great all the time and I'm like yeah you're right Aaron Samuels he feels like the right kind of oblivious. Yeah. He's the right amount. Like, he, like, Regina told him about Katie's crush, obviously, yeah. making it weird and not helping Katie at all. No. So he knew that she liked him because he seemed to be buying into it, yeah. which I don't like. I think he's smarter than that, but whatever. Um, and then well, he even that then... with Regina, and then the next day... She's like, Katie, would you tell him he looks sexy with his hair pushed back? Like, Aaron, do you not see what's happening? Right. Come on, buddy. <laughs> Although, he I doesn't because he's the right amount of oblivious. I don't think he really, like, buys it, buys it, mm-hmm. because Regina says whatever. Like, yeah, it's almost, like, creepy. She, like, writes Mrs. Aaron Samuels all over her binder, and then he's like, come on. I don't know, like, but he looks, still... like, he looks over at her and says it not in a, I don't know, it, it's like a testing way. Like, if she'd confirmed it that once, he would have bought it. That's how I feel like it is. It was is. the enthusiastic wave, I think, that made it seem like, oh, she is obsessed with me. And it's like, no, nah, she's saying she's, hi. She's, she's, like, just excited she's excited to see you. Yeah, she's excited to be there. She but has the best costume. She does. She's for worst. sure. Do you think Regina just has an anger problem? The movie sort of makes it seem like joining lacrosse and getting to hit people makes her less mean. But is there more to it? Talk to me about Regina. Well, her parents totally aren't sleeping in the same bed anymore, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. 
That is that is the only line we get about anything happening in her personal life that may be affecting how she acts with others. Yeah. And I don't think it's enough to make her as mean as she is. I think she's just a mean, angry person. I think part of it is also just like she got her parents to trade their room. And I think that that is probably just she was bratty in middle school and her parents didn't not necessarily didn't discipline her well enough but like they could have probably taken steps to deter that attitude Mm -hmm. and instead they probably just caved into it like how her mom even though generally is like a neutral person is like what's up trying to be like a friend instead of a mom probably tried to be more like staying cool being being hip with the kids and didn't be as forceful as she should. And so I don't even know if it's necessarily an anger thing, just she has always gotten her way by pushing people like this. And it works, so Yeah, she that. seems she's good at playing the people around her. Yeah. So, I mean... Like, I think if she Natalia. was just straight up mean to people, people probably wouldn't like her that much. But it's because she stops that girl and says, like, hey, cute skirt, where's it from? And then the girl talks to her that she has those moments and she knows how to play people. I don't think she does that like out of true meanness. You see that she's mean when she turns to Katie and is like, that's the ugliest effing skirt I've ever seen. But I don't think she said the comment to be mean. I think she said the comment to like maintain her status. Yeah, I know. I know people like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's how it is. Regina's tricky. Yeah, Regina's tricky because there had to be something in her in the first place for Aaron to have dated her in yeah. the past. So I think this is me looking into the movie probably more than it needs to be. But I, I think Aaron probably knows more about Regina than the audience does. Yeah. I think I think they probably had like a couple actual legitimate conversations where she wasn't being Regina. She was being there's a part of Regina that we just never see. Mm-hmm. But that makes sense to me that we never see it because she seems like the person, the kind of personality you would have that very, very guarded and just very. I just, I like up all the time. Regina. And I do like, and I didn't really realize it until we were watching it this time, mm-hmm. but like how Gretchen knows all these different other secrets about Regina. Yeah. That it, that like her parents not sleeping in the same bed, and the fact that she got a nose job and everything. So it really does seem like Regina has insecurities Pro- yeah. and problems, and the- she does have a close friend who she confides in these two. It's just that she also isn't super great to Gretchen a lot of other times. Or any other time. Yeah. So. Poor Gretchen. I think I feel the poor worst Gretchen. for Gretchen. Yeah. Gretchen Reeves had crack. She was manipulated by Regina and then by Katie and by everyone God, and freaking Jason just blowing her off all the time <laughs> but no I think this movie I actually noticed probably that Regina is a bit more complex mm-hmm. than what we just initially mm-hmm. see she's a real fun character yeah big fan yeah not saying I want to go be like her but yeah, she's not she's fun with her but and then she gets hit by a bus. And she gets hit, hit by, by a bus. bus. Yeah, that's real weird when that happens. <laughs> Did you not see it coming from the first scene where she almost gets hit by a bus? You knew someone was going to get hit by a bus. No, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't see that coming. Fool. When I saw it with my mom and maybe some sisters, I can't remember whether I saw it in theaters 
with just my mom and my sisters or if I saw it at home with just my mom or my sisters and I was a couple years older because I was like 10 or 11 when I came out I think it was 2003 Three. I think this is PG-13 so I probably saw it like with my mom whoever I saw it with I know they screamed at the bus <laughs> and it stands to reason that would be my mom I enjoyed the bus it was a good time yeah I thought it was one of Katie's not hallucinations but like over dramatization yeah, sort of we're like I hope the kids are turning into animals again. Yeah, because they build it up. Yeah. yeah. But no, she got hit yeah, by a bus. Yeah, she got hit by a bus. Some people said that they saw her head spin all the way around. Mm-hmm. I wish we had seen that. <laughs> if only. Yeah. If only we'd been closer. Just right in on the action. <laughs> right there. <laughs> Is there anything else that you want to talk about? What do you think of her parents? Katie's parents. The actor that plays her dad. Yeah, everybody likes the actor that plays her dad. <laughs> it's great. I really, I really like her parents. I think they're doing the best they can. I like that the mom gets angry because I would probably also be angry yeah. if my daughter did those things. And yeah. I like that the dad is trying to understand yeah. and does his best with the grounding thing. And yeah. I like that they try to do the thing where you're like, how was your first day at school? And she does typical teenager thing where she's like, fine. Yeah. Yeah. No. And then just goes inside. And they both are just confused because... Yeah. But they don't press because they're trying to no. respect her boundaries. They're cool. Yeah. They seem like very good parents. They do seem like yeah. good parents. Yeah. They seem like good people who are in a very strange situation for everybody. Everybody's having some adjustment yeah. issues. Yeah. yeah. Having fun. Yeah. What else? I just want to say that I really like Janice. I know we like lightly touched on her, but... Yeah. She's great. That's all. She's got yeah. lots of, got lots of revenge plots. I'd be friends yeah. with Janice. Up her sleeve. She had that. She had that chalkboard ready to go. Yeah. yeah. Chalkboard. Yeah. Foot cream. Also, yeah. I liked that they had the hot body in in quotes. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I thought that was just like a nice little thing. Little things. It's just like what a nice detail. What a nice detail because. Even when she says it, she's like, objectively, I guess she looks nice or something. Like, let's ruin that. I don't know. I just like the way she talks. And she's a fun one. Yeah. And she truly just says, F you, with everything that she does, even when she isn't saying it. She and Damien are better friends to Katie than Katie is to them. Oh, for Definitely. Most of the movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But I like to think she makes it up to them after the events of the film. Yeah. Yeah. They seem happy in that last scene where yeah. she's wearing was the beautiful Damien white shirt. Was there, though? I think I didn't remember seeing him. He probably was. Janice was there, and she was with Kevin G. Mm-hmm. Because they're dating. I think they're he was, dating. like, braiding her hair or something. They were doing something. I don't yeah. know. I really liked Regina's shirt when she walked by, because I'm like, wow, that looks really cozy. The braids looked cute. She had a braid. Yeah. I really like when her hair's in a braid. A nice brain. The clothes in this movie. The clothes I really enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> looking at the clothes. I was thinking of, and it's probably because it's on the cover, but like, whenever I think of Gretchen Wieners, I think of her in the orange tank top, not tank top, t-shirt from the final when they're doing like the trust fall and yeah. everything. <laughs> and I realized that that is such like a dumb tiny thing, but it was when I saw her wearing it that I was like, wow, this is the Gretchen Wieners outfit. <laughs> All the others are just like outfits. It means nothing, but that is the Gretchen Wieners outfit. 
Yeah. Do we ever see her wearing that outfit, though? No, but she does wear a very... Like, I feel like she wears shirts that... They're not belly shirts, but they rise up a little bit. Well, this was also the time of low-rise jeans. Right, this was also the time of She might wear that on day one, because she wears a red shirt under her green jacket, doesn't she? I like her green jacket. That's why I She's got a nice green jacket. Mm-hmm. Maybe. But even that seems too, like, low-cut for what Katie was wearing because she no she was wearing the plaid shirt wasn't she maybe i don't know i it's a dumb thing but i get annoyed when they have <laughs> outfits on covers that they don't show in the no, movie no no it's agree especially because i feel like they could have differentiated these three a little bit more i know they're part of the clique and they're meant to be like interchangeable but i don't know and so i feel like that's a weird pose for yeah Gina. it's a weird pose she doesn't need that pose to be intimidating <laughs> Yeah, taller. All about those celebrity heights. <laughs> See, this goes back to the clothes though, because they have skirts like that every day. Like I, how? I don't have that many skirts now. I couldn't do That's a different skirt outfit. I love skirts. I think they're pretty. I just can't find any that match things. How do they? I own one skirt. So upset about it. Just one. Just, just the one. I bought it with a top the day before my college graduation, so I'd have something nice to wear, and I was real stressed out about it. Literally, no one saw my outfit because I just under the robe, the right? robe on, and I kept it on. And then I got home, and then we were gonna go out to dinner. Except my outfit was tight and uncomfortable, so I changed into something else. So literally, no one else saw. It, but I yeah. have one skirt that I wore one time <laughs> four years ago. <laughs> I like Katie's shirt. It's a nice shirt. It's a nice shirt. It's a good shade of red. Audio medium. Yeah. I, yeah. Her shirt's a nice shade of red. I'm explaining to the listeners. (laughs) We're we're looking at the DVD cover. We're looking at the cover. Which is also probably. outfits. Yeah. Which is also probably the movie poster. Mm -hmm. I like Katie's outfit. Well, it's the best one. Yeah. Because it's just a shirt and jeans, but like. <laughs> she has these moments. There's only one outfit of hers that I don't really like that she wears in the movie, and it's the one where she's doing. Was that skirt? It's the skirt and the, the pastel shirts on top of it. It's like two long sleeve shirts over each other. That was a big thing, though. People I know. did that. I don't like it. I always just thought, like, God, wouldn't you get so warm? Yeah. Because this is before I was cold all the time. It's just like, <laughs> now I would probably be like, yeah, that's a smart idea. But I don't know. I just, no, I it's like whatever outfits. that skirt was, it was very 2003. It was. The a lot of the outfits look. are very 2000s. But you can, like, enjoy it. That one I just hated. I don't know. <laughs> she's in the math class and she goes, I think she's, like, trying to leave the class and then Miss Norbury is like, hey. You have to have your parents sign this because you're failing. I think that's the scene. I didn't like the skirt. Didn't like the top. Bad look. Bad look, Katie. I also really like when Karen puts the rhinestone K on her chest. Because one, classic Karen, she did not do a good job. No, she did do a good job. It was just backwards. Mm -hmm. But it feels very Karen. And I like that. Yeah. Being true to herself. Yeah. She's a mouse. Alright, so for next week, next week, this one, this one was maybe not the best, (laughs) (laughs) not the best summary. It's the early 2000s, 
the war in Iraq is underway, George W. Bush has been elected for a second term, and a group of tech nerds from MIT have banded together to create one of the most insidious inventions of all time. A perfect propaganda-spreading apparatus that gathers personal data on nearly every single person in the world, changes the course of elections, and sparks intense interpersonal conflict between friends, loved ones, and perfect strangers. They call it... Dun-dun-dun... Facebook. Yeah, it's not great. I'm so hoping you'd somehow get the name of the website wrong. <laughs> like, Tumblr! <laughs> Alright, that's right, we're watching The Social Network. Book face. Starring Trent Reznor as the guy who wrote the soundtrack. <laughs> Screenplay, I think it was by Aaron Sorkin. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody.